0: So your talk in the schedule said it was going to be what's new in knees, but then you threw us a curveball. It was all about stem cells. I
1: did. I threw a curveball.
0: So for those of us that don't really know a lot about stem cells or those that are listening that weren't here today, can you explain a little bit about what stem cells are and how we're using them specifically in the knee?
1: Sure. So um, stem cells are cells within the body that can change into other types of cells. Um, And we use them in areas like muscles and knees uh, to try to regrow or repair injury. So regrow muscles, regrow ligaments, regrow cartilage, or repair those structures. Um, And it's a new and budding area that has theoretically... um, you know, huge possibilities in the future, it's just we're in the early stages of this and so right now things are a little bit unpredictable and, and the science or the um, results also kind of aren't quite where we want them yet.
0: So what makes someone a good candidate for this procedure?
1: Well it's really anybody with an injury but um, also in the right setting so when you have a, a grade one or a very small hamstring tear uh, do you need stem cells? Probably not, because that's a relatively small injury. And also, depending on the age of the patient, if it's a, a young uh, adolescent or a high school age kid, uh, then no, their bodies have amazing healing potential and they don't need it. Um, an older person, like in their 50s, um, that's one that doesn't heal quite as fast or as well as the, our, our younger people do. And so, that's a patient that. Um, in a more moderate tear or a high-level tear, you may think about, you know, injecting either um, PRP or stem cells to try to help the healing process.
0: So since this is a fairly new procedure, can you talk a little bit about how we would prep the patient or what we would tell the patient they need to expect going into the procedure?
1: Sure. So, you know, we would definitely need to tell them that the the idea is is an amazing, awesome idea. However, the results aren't quite there. And so, Part of our job is to give information and manage expectations. And so for us to tell a patient with a cartilage lesion or with arthritis that these stem cells are going to regrow their cartilage or fix their arthritis, uh, that's just a lie. Um, But um, for us to tell them, well, these stem cells, um, in the interest of uh, a surgery to regrow some cartilage, they, they... may help the quality of the cartilage improve to more like hyaline cartilage which is the perfect cartilage or in the setting of arthritis uh, the stem cells will help to manage your inflammation and pain within the knee even though it doesn't regrow your cartilage Um, that would be more appropriate and in that setting um, you know it's more appropriate for the patient to then make the choice Um, cost is a big issue because you know PRP and stem cells are not funded by insurance companies because the research um, is not there, showing that they improve people enough uh, for re- for insurance companies to start to pay for it. So um, cost is is a big issue as well. And, and that needs to be discussed um, while you're talking to the patient too.
0: So is there a difference in recovery for a younger patient versus an older patient? And as athletic trainers, what can we do to facilitate that recovery?
1: So th- there is absolutely a difference in recovery. And um, just the the regenerative or healing potential of a, a younger person, adolescent or high school or even college age, um, uh, it's much greater than, than a, a person that's, you know, 40s or 50s or 60s. And the uh, trainer can help, number one, just by managing that expectation. And so a lot of people that I see in clinic think that after they have a, a muscle injury that they're going to be fine in two or three weeks. And that's just not the case. And so part of that is, me managing that and say, no, you're you're going to hurt for four to six weeks before we can even really get aggressive with therapy to get your strength back. And you're not going to feel good for three, maybe four months even until we get all of your strength back because strength is such an important aspect of how good you feel. Um, so that's probably the main part from my aspect. And, and, but also on the athletic trainer side of things, um, encouraging patients to participate in And the appropriate therapy and and in modalities such as, you know, uh, cupping, Graston, dry needling, these are all things that that we know um, help people repair or or recover faster.
0: That's awesome. Kind of go to the other side of it a little bit. Do you want to dive into a little bit of the ethical issues? Just basically kind of bust some myths for us maybe?
1: Sure, sure. So um, the ethical issues... Uh, the main one um, is the use of embryonic uh, stem cells, and right now it is illegal for anyone to use embryonic stem cells. Um, only the government can, and and in, in research, um, and so you can't use it in a patient yet. Uh, but uh that's on the horizon and and that dives into the issue on on abortion and and even women's rights and things of that nature uh so it's a it's a very hot topic and it will change from president to president um but right now for embryonic stem cells which are the most unsafe cuz they can turn into anything uh and we don't know how to control them um with uh high specificity yet um, th- it's only used for research now the, the stem cells you hear about come from your bone marrow or your fat cells um, or from umbilical cords or placenta and so that while that is tissue from a pregnancy that that is not technically from the fetus itself so that's kind of how um it's a little bit removed from those ethical arguments uh but um with all that being said uh Each stem cell line has pros and cons, and there's not a perfect one, Um, but for our injuries and what we treat in the orthopedic world, the uh, bone marrow-derived stem cells seem to perform the best, Um, with the total package being ease of recovery, uh, preparation, implantation, and then also how they perform inside the body.
0: So how do you suggest we learn about this? I'm kind of a nerd, so I set my Google Scholar alerts. So as athletic trainers, what type of research do you want us reading to learn, or what should we be setting our Google Scholar alerts to?
1: So I wouldn't just simply punch in stem cells. I would... Try to hone in on specific injuries like cartilage injury, muscle injury, ligament injury, and, and stem cells at the same time. And that would get you in the right group. Um, if you just search stem cells, uh, there's research going on with stem cells in the brain, stem cells in other organs. Uh, so there's a lot of research with stem cells specifically. So I would try to tag on um, uh, you know other, other musculoskeletal words to try to help hone you in on our, our part of it that's important for us.
2: Yeah, uh, my question for you is being that I work at a high school setting, um how often is this indicated with those particular student athletes for you in your practice? So, uh,
1: very rarely. Um but at, for PRP and stem cells, there are situations that we use it depending on severity of injury. Also if a, I mean if a if a, a kid is going through surgery, then we already know that it's a it's a pretty major injury, so we think about using it at times especially in the setting of doing meniscus repairs which we know can be difficult to heal or if they have a full thickness cartilage lesion and we're trying to do some marrow stimulation or cartilage stimulation techniques uh, in those settings where we know that our surgical outcomes aren't the best um, you know aren't the 97 99 percent success rates then uh, those are the times when um, and and children and and adolescents and high school kids that we, we think about at least using the stem cells to help um,
2: just potentially improve our outcome. Sure. Can you speak to uh, just the contraindications of stem cell usage for any particular population?
1: The contraindication, um, I would just have a problem ethically in using it in most non-surgical portions Many injuries for children. Uh, it, they have such great healing potential on their own, especially the younger they are. They can almost regenerate fingers like like a starfish. But um, <laughs> but um, you know, and and then the other side of that is just uh, as long as you explain things appropriately about all the information you have, um, cost, and and manage expectations appropriately. Then I think you're okay. It's just if you're going, if, if you lead someone down the path where you're kind of preying on their hope that, you know, it is going to regenerate their cartilage or it is going to fix their arthritis or just something that you know is untrue, then that, I think that's the problem with, uh, with people that are injecting uh, these today is those people that are, are using that to sell the product.
2: Um, that that's the ethical problem. Sure. Um, aside from the ethical dilemma, um, uh, you know, different presidential candidates that we're gonna have in here uh, over the next couple of years um, and decades um, where, what's your prognosis for the usage of stem cells um, let's say 10 20 years down the line
1: I, I really think for medicine and musculoskeletal medicine that's that's like the new frontier you know that's 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 uh, mission to Mars type stuff like um, if we can safely manipulate and control the progression and differentiation of stem cells that could solve and uh, not only in our world and musculoskeletal world but in the cancer world and all these other worlds of the human body that um, it can solve so many problems but then again um similar to you know cloning and things like that uh, you can definitely see you know worlds where that can go crazy the wrong way too <laughs> but but it, it's exciting in that you know I think the application is limitless, and you know if we can find the right science behind it that's reproducible and highly successful then then it can do a lot for keeping us um, out of disability and, and keeping us functioning at a high level and and essentially enjoying more out of life
0: So with that being said, is it part of the med school curriculum or is this just going to be normal or are there specialists that are just focusing on stem cells?
1: So it, it's definitely part of med school curriculum now and learning about them and the current research and what's going on. And yes, people specialize only in stem cells and not even only in stem cells. People specialize only in stem cells for musculoskeletal injuries. And then other people specialize only in stem cells for brain injury or nerve injury. So they even subspecializes further as far as the research goes. Physician wise, they don't have that yet. Physician-wise, it's incorporated in your discipline. So, orthopedic surgeon incorporates the musculoskeletal part of that. An oncologist, um, like well, especially, you know, people that have uh, blood cancers, leukemia, lymphoma, and they get bone marrow transplants. That's essentially what's happening: is a stem cell transplant, and you're regrowing an entire immune system and blood system from that. So, we've already been doing it somewhat, uh, um, and it and just with a different types of physicians or surgeons it's just incorporated in their field there's not any person that specializes and only stem cells, yet.
0: So, this is a big topic for us to kind of wrap our heads around, and this is, it's huge. As you mentioned, there's just so much going on. So, as athletic trainers, what is the one thing that you want to leave us with that you think we should know, either from your talk out there or from in here? Like, what do you want us to focus on? How do you want us to use this? What do you want us to be reading? Just what can we get from you to move on in our practice?
1: So, from my standpoint, this is the new pitch count, and that uh, people still today think that. UCL reconstruction and a kid will make their kid throw faster. So we've got all <laughs> kinds of education to do at the lower level, younger level athletes, which is who the athletic trainer traditionally sees first. And I, this is the kind of new. A new topic that I think is going to become more and more prevalent in just trying to disseminate the correct information. So whenever a, a kid's father comes in and says, hey, why don't we inject PRP into this? Or why don't we inject stem cells into this? I keep hearing about it. Then we can kind of slowly bring the science into it, bring the expectations into it, bring on why wow, why should we do this in a twelve year old? you know it doesn't make sense.
2: Because everyone's just in Right, exactly. And so <laughs> it's
1: kind of along that, you know, UCL theme of stuff and that we have to now I think start you know getting the correct information into the public so that hopefully in a decade they catch up. Yeah.
2: Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Dr. Meeks this is awesome stuff. Thank you for your time this morning. Uh Dr. Harrison, thank you very much. Uh, check out Miotech for your sports medicine needs on uh, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com backslash Meotech. Again, Dr. Meeks, Dr. Harrison. Um, uh, our sponsor today is Meotech, uh, S-M-B-C-C-O-M backslash Meotech. Use the code the SMB. You can contact us today uh, on our website, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com backslash What's New in Knees. Again, for Dr. Meeks, Dr. Harrison, I'm Ray Olivo. That's a wrap.